Welcome back to Talking Baddies. This is actually a shorter bite-sized episode that we're going to be calling Chatting Baddies. So, welcome to Chatting Baddies. Chatting Baddies. Now, I don't know. It kind of, like, sounds like tongue twister. Chatting Baddies. Welcome back. Chatting Baddies. Or just Chatty Baddies. Chat Baddies. Baddie Chats. Baddie Chat. Many chatting baddies. How about we put a poll on our story and they can oh, decide? Oh, yeah. What it's all called. seven people that engage yeah. in our yeah. Instagram. So if you want us to struggle through this title every week, choose choose many baddie chatting. Yeah. Many baddie chat. Yeah. Many baddie chit chats. Many baddie chit chitting <laughs> chatting. <laughs> if okay. you toast a toast and toaster, what you, roast and roaster. <laughs> what? I've never heard that. Say it again. If you toast a toast and if you roast a roast in a roaster, what do you toast in a toaster? Bread. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> I You're don't know so why. So welcome. I was just waiting for you to say good job. <laughs> <laughs> so I just preemptively said thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Like I just gave you a compliment. Or something. <laughs> and you definitely weren't. <laughs> I just totally assumed. <laughs> okay. So the options are mini body chats, body chats, or chatting baddies, or chatty baddies. Chat with chat with the baddies. Chat with the baddies. Baddie chat. Baddie chat. Okay, so for today's little mini body chattings chat chat, <laughs> we <laughs> are going to be discussing not the first chapter of this book but the first like within the first chapter subheading to subheading basically yeah because it's the first chapter is like 30 pages Mm -hmm. and we want this to be mini a mini chat so we're sticking to six pages (laughs) (laughs) i forgot to read it what we had decided to do a chapter yeah that was the plan and then we got here i hadn't read it and lee had read six pages so (laughs) this is where we're at (laughs) but we're we're really proud of what we have prepared (laughs) we feel really good yeah (laughs) So the book that we are, and this is what this episode is going to be every week. It's going to be released every Monday. We're going to be reviewing a little bit of this book. It's the one that we've talked about a million times, More Than a Body by Lexi and Lindsay Kite. And we just want to review it, discuss it. This book has changed my perspective on things so much. And Lexi's the one that introduced it to me. So how'd you find the book? I don't even remember. I don't remember. Hmm. You buy it on Amazon. Yeah. Did you see it like on Amazon? I'll have to look at when I bought it. Yeah. It was a couple years ago. I don't remember how I heard about it. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because you introduced it to me. So, chapter one. It starts with a couple questions that you ask yourself. And the first one is you describe an experience that caused a major disruption or shift in how you feel about your body. This could be big or small, but it had a meaningful impact on your relationship with your body and how you saw yourself. Do you have I do. something? Let's hear it. Back in junior high, they brought a, or it was in middle school. It was when I lived in Texas and we called it middle school. I was in fifth grade and our teacher brought in like a health specialist to the class and weighed 
every student, and then based on your weight and your height, you got your BMI. Mm-hmm. So this is in fifth grade. We were learning about BMI. And I weighed 105 pounds, and I was the only student in the class that was over 100 pounds at the time. I was taller than everyone, so of course. But word got out that I weighed over 100 pounds, and the whole class turned on me and started poking fun at me. And the one thing I remember specifically is this kid named Dante who we had classes with every year. Like, we were friends. Yeah. He stood up from the back of the class. I'm at the front, already, like, in tears because people are being mean. And he says, hey, Leah, you might want to lay low on the cheeseburgers a little bit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then everyone, like, your classic movie scene where a kid is getting bullied. Yeah. And that was the first time, like, being piled on like that and ganged up on really rocked me like it it that is absolutely horrible yeah i'm so sorry that you went through that thank you it's horrible yeah that's so sad yeah like just a little fifth grade me i weighed 105 pounds what did your teacher do so my teacher when she heard dante maybe i shouldn't say his name (laughs) you're like he lives at this address (laughs) you can he's call him at this number (laughs) get him My teacher, when she heard him say that, she came and sat in front of me and I'm like crying at the desk. And I don't remember specifically what she was saying, but the health specialist lady came over too. And they were just trying to tell me like, you're healthy. It doesn't matter what they think. Kids are just mean. It's all mut. Like, I think they said it's all muscle. That could have been something that I said because I remember going into, I was playing soccer at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember going into a story with the teacher about how hard I could kick a soccer ball. <laughs> I was like proud of how strong oh, I was. That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they tried to like turn it around for me, but so in the moment I felt good getting the support from the adults, but it's still like that went on for the rest really? of the year. Yeah. And then I remember going home that day. And telling my dad that I wanted to go on a diet that day. Mm -hmm. So that was the first thing that came to my head when I was trying to think back about something that like really changed my body image. That was the first time that I like realized that a number on the scale meant something to people. And it's meant something to me ever since. It's That is a horrible story. I'm so sorry you experienced that. It's like traumatizing. Yeah, it really is. It's so sad. And And I hear those words in my head all the time. Like you just repeated them to me word for word. Like Mm -hmm. it stays with those experiences, like stay with you through your whole life. Yeah. It affects you. But for those, like the health specialists, like seeing that, and then she probably continued to go and weigh kids. Like, yeah, can she not see like the harm it's doing yeah it's horrible like why is that a why is that a thing why are we weighing all the students i don't think it's a thing anymore i think they stopped doing like bmi right like bmi is not i I don't know a thing anymore i know people don't accept it as much or or like people realize the source of it and that it's not actually a scientific whatever yeah Yeah. but yeah it was being taught in schools back when i was in school i hope those kids like Actually, I'm not going to say that. (laughs) 
I hope. What's his name? Jose? Dante. <laughs> Dante, if you're listening to this, I'm coming for you, okay? <laughs> you suck. You're a bully. Yeah. And I thought we were friends. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry that happened. It's okay. You live and you learn. Yeah. So I'm working through it. <laughs> what about you? Do you have anything that comes to mind? I remember when I was like nine or ten. I was in the car with my soccer teammates. We were driving home from practice and I looked down and I know I was like noticing my thighs versus the girls next to me and hers were smaller. And I like thought, oh, like I need to get smaller. And then three years ago, I have a little sister and she was nine at the time. And I walked into my parents' house and she was like sobbing <laughs> and I was like, what's wrong? And she's like, my thighs are too big. And it like broke my heart because like I know like her thighs are not too big. Like mm -hmm. she's she's exactly how she's supposed to be. And like I had so much love for her and like knew her thoughts were not real. Yeah. Yeah. And, but like, I don't know, I can't have that same love for myself, you know, like I, I can so easily tell my younger sister, like, you don't need to get smaller, like, you're fine. But then when it comes to me, like, I'm still having issues with, like, the size of my legs and, like, it just stays with you, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, that's my story. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. When, especially when siblings are involved, you're able to see your sister as a whole human being mm -hmm. and just, you know, the pain that there is with feeling like you're not enough or that you need to shrink and like your story about comparing your thighs to the other girls on the soccer team like I did that too I'm sure like we've all done that mm -hmm. and it's just we it's so painful I think for you to hear your sister say that because you know the pain that is behind that yeah and you can like you just don't want her to feel that yeah you don't want anyone to feel that yeah I don't want anyone to feel like that. No. So the first paragraph talks about remembering how you were when you were younger before you were like aware of your body. Mm -hmm. And it says like as you think of yourself, your younger self, you might feel like homesick or regret or envy or sadness. And it says like those feelings are important to feel. And I like that like those negative emotions are like important and you need to feel those negative emotions to like be able to move forward in like healing your body image but like it's okay to like feel sad and like mm -hmm. you don't need to avoid those feelings but yeah it's a part of recognizing how far you've drifted from mm -hmm. that and yeah I really like that too like just re-emphasizing that these are important things to feel mm -hmm. for that one I was trying to think of a time that I, like, the last time that I didn't care about my body, and only two things came to my mind, and both of them were when I with, was with family. One of them was for, like, family photos with just my immediate family, and I was, like, I was probably, like, four or five, and I, I remember my mom doing my bangs because I had bangs back then. <laughs> and my younger sister was still a baby and just had a little bit of hair. So she like, my mom put her hair in a tiny spiky ponytail on the top of her head. <laughs> and I thought she looked so goofy. 
You're like, like, Mom, why are why you doing you that? Do that? This is going to be like forever. She's like, Mom, are you serious? What are you thinking? She looks ridiculous. <laughs> but like, I didn't care at all about myself. Like, I just, I was like looking at. Just making fun of your sister. <laughs> just like, that is a goofy ponytail. <laughs> But, like, I felt fine in the pictures. I wasn't worried about, like, what I looked like. I felt confident that my mom did my hair and, like, dressed me. And, like, I was just happy. Yeah. Just, like, content. I love that. And I trust my mom. Despite. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to find the photo. (laughs) Prove it to me. (laughs) Like, it was bad. It's so funny. (laughs) It's just a single little... (laughs) spike i love that yeah i couldn't think of like anything else really Mm -hmm. of not caring i've cared for so long yeah so i don't i didn't think of anything i didn't think i didn't try to think of anything and i can't think of anything (laughs) off the top of my head (laughs) i will stop explaining that now (laughs) okay the next section is the sea of objectification yeah so i have a quote that i want to share before we get into this, but they're, the metaphor that they go into in this section of the book is you're on the more than a body beach and you slowly, as you like become aware of objectification and your body and how other people view you, you slowly get like sucked out more and more into the sea of objectification. And A quote from them says, We are likening the phenomenon of objectification to a body of water because it is deep and wide-spanning, immersive, inviting, and both enjoyable and dangerous. And I really like that they threw in that it's both enjoyable and dangerous. And it made me think of like how it does feel really good to sometimes... Be like, be told you're beautiful or you're hot or sexy or like to be objectified in that way mm-hmm. comes with a lot of like satisfaction in a sense. It feels good. Well, that's why we get sucked in because there yeah. are those good because it's to it. enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you're sucked in and then you're like surrounded by the negative of the sea of objectification. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was really I thought it was cool that they called that out. Yeah, that's a good point. I think we need to go over what self-objectification is okay which is basically i can't find it but it's basically you viewing your body from an outside perspective and being kind of preoccupied with how people are viewing your body basically and not like living your life from your like internal perspective it's from this other part of you the seer Mm-hmm. that is like watching everything you do and wondering how you look while you're doing things and i think it's because like our culture and world objectifies women and we see that everywhere that people are viewing women so we feel the need to view ourselves how other people are how we think other people are viewing us yeah i think as a way to kind of protect ourselves from like the shock of like hearing about someone's view of us like Dante him saying that about the cheeseburgers and me realizing these people care about this so I need to care about it so that I don't like get even bigger and then more people will judge me for that like it's a way I think to protect yourself Uh uh-huh it's crazy sorry that those those kids like where did they hear that like for like 
fifth graders to be talking to their peer like that it's we live in a horrible like yeah society yeah and i i just made sorry i just made a a reel about this about forgiving my middle school bullies because i have held a lot of resentment towards the main guy that said the cheeseburgers and all those kids in that class i have blamed them for a majority of my body image issues but I've realized through thinking about this and reading and all of that, that it's not them. It's a reflection of the world around them mm-hmm. and what they were surrounded by. Mm-hmm. So someone had fed them the idea that it was unhealthy or worth being judged if you were over 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. And one kid said it in the class and the rest just latched on and it just spread. But that idea came from some outside source somewhere in mm-hmm. the world. Either their parents or a sibling or a mm-hmm. TV. But yeah, it comes from somewhere. And it sucks that fifth graders got a hold of it and yeah. believed in it and yeah. used it as an attack. I, I bet they feel guilty. I hope they do. Should I call him? Probably right now. <laughs> yeah, this Dante. We got Dante on the phone. <laughs> Hi, Dante. <laughs> what do you have to say for yourself, Dante? <laughs> we are calling you out here. <laughs> The body wagon has come for you. (laughs) So thinking about it through that perspective, do you feel like you've had more like compassion for them and able to like forgive them? Yeah, I feel a lot more at peace with it. I don't feel as angry anymore. I held a lot of anger for a long time. Just like how could you say that to some other young kid, your peer, who I thought was my friend. I was really angry for a long time, but it was only a few days ago that I had the realization that they were influenced by some outside source. And to me, it's more sad that they believed that because then they were using that standard to judge themselves as well. Like Mm -hmm. that's the standard that they held. All the girls in the class that heard him say that are now holding themselves to that standard of, I don't want to weigh more than a hundred pounds. So I feel a lot more compassion and ability to like understand and forgive and we're all so young then that I'm not as upset and like angry at those kids specifically just the situation mm-hmm. as a whole yeah if that makes sense that does well I'm glad so, you're oh <laughs> glad you're in a less angry place yeah towards them. that's yeah no it definitely it took a long time to get here but I've been doing a lot of healing through that's all good. Of this so that's good something else that the book talked about the section that we're talking about was how you might not even realize you're in the sea of objectification. Mm -hmm. You look around and you see everyone else in there kind of floating around going the same direction as you, and it feels normal. Mm -hmm. You don't realize that there's something wrong with where you're at. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's an issue that we come across a lot with this podcast Mm -hmm. is we think that people might not even realize that they have these things or that they're even a problem. Yes, I agree with that. I wanted to bring that up too. Like, I think before I like read this book and started to think about like my body image and relationship with food and exercise and stuff, I would have never thought I had a problem. I would have never like admitted. I, I think it was like, pride like oh no I don't I'm I don't struggle with that stuff like Mm -hmm. like I yeah I was like embarrassed to 
even consider that. It's like taboo. Taboo is a good word. Yeah. And I think it's just hard to like come to the realization that there is an issue and it's just been the way that people think for like most of their lives. Mm -hmm. But most of us are like in it. Deep. Yeah. Yeah. And you just don't even realize. Yeah. And it, it said something in there about how scary knowledge is. And once you become aware of something that then you like once you know something, then everything else with that you start to realize and know. Mm -hmm. So like once you realize that there's an issue that the way you think about your body might not be healthy, then you're forced to kind of see all these other pieces mm -hmm. that have affected you throughout your life and it's not fun it's not fun to look back and recognize like i love my mom to death and i think she's an amazing human being but i can look back and see instances that led to my body image issues now mm -hmm. that are related to things that she said to me mm -hmm. and so it's not like a fun process that people are going to just want to jump on the wagon and be like yes let's go mm -hmm. so i i also thought that was a good call out yeah book yeah you have to be willing to like deconstruct everything you yeah. know same with religion yeah same with religion right here it says scholars describe this phenomenon right here <laughs> everyone right here <laughs> as normative discontent meaning it is perfectly normal for girls and women to feel bad about our bodies most of the time yes it's normal for us to feel bad about our bodies we bond over it yeah it's a discussion of like, oh, I can't wait to lose weight next year, January 1st, or like it's, what's the, what's the phrase? Normalized. Normative discontent. Normative discontent. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. And it feels good to be here with everyone else. Like it's fun. Comforting so for, that yeah. everyone else is with us. Yeah. Well. Well. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for the very first Maddie chatting, talking, chit chats about body baddies. There it is. That's the title. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>